0: and
1: i'm sarah
0: griffin and this is juvenalia a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young our guest today is very familiar to you if you've ever listened to juvenalia she comes on about once a year i think this is probably an annual trip at this point um her new book the gifts of bind us is out tomorrow if you're listening to this today it comes out carolina donoghue welcome to the show hello
2: Again. hello it's like coming home every time it's wonderful
0: You've picked um, another animated film this time. Another animated film I haven't seen, which is very exciting to me. Um, Tell us what it is.
2: So this is Spirited Away, which I think was the animated, the anime film, really, that blew the lid off of Western culture, really. If you hadn't ever heard of Studio Ghibli or anime or anything like that before, Spirited Away was, was the time that you heard about it if you were an adult in 2002. I remember the hype around it very well. I remember, uh, very clearly Jonathan Ross saying it was his film of the year. And this was around the time that, uh, you know, adults were reading Harry Potter. And there, there was this very confusing time in the narrative of uh, adults consuming children's things where people were being open about it and talking about, yeah, there's stuff that's, like, definitely there for everyone. But there was also this counter-argument of, like, why are these fucking grown-ups looking at cartoons? You know, it was the first of that. And Spirited Away was was sort of... Um, the wave that brought that all in and i watched it in the cinema and i was about 12 and then i i think i must have had it on video or dvd or something it somehow made its way into the house but it became this thing that i watched a lot and every time i watched it i was very aware that i was very very drawn to it in a way that felt deeper than being drawn to other other animated films and i don't think it was because i was some you know so cultural or I, I kind of understood all the metaphor and uh, allusions to folklore and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think there was just, there's something a, a little bit sinister about Spirited Away. And I also think that I've got this theory about magic where I think everybody has a, has an understanding of it because it's this intangible thing that we're told about since we're very, very small children of, um, there's this thing called magic, or there's this thing called God, and everybody has their own individual and personal experience of what that thing is. And I think Spirited Away was the thing that that clicked with me of being like, that's what magic is, that this is the kind of non-linear logic that at the same time makes complete sense and feels utterly real and utterly bewitching and feels of this planet um and and i, I watch it uh, like maybe two or three times a year generally when i'm hung over and when it's raining
1: i think you're dead right about that about that feeling of like experiencing things like spirited away and the other miyazaki films as a child doesn't inherently make you a smarter or more astute kid because you're a kid right yeah so understanding it isn't what makes it powerful not understanding it and being yeah. obsessed with and hooked by that not understanding that's the magic, that's the mystery thing, right? Like Spirited Away is 100% well above the sort of psychic pay grade of a 12 year old. Like, you know, yeah, that is, yeah. that film is tricky, occasionally hard to follow if you're not like watching, watching, right? It's very, um, Chihiro doesn't talk, you know? Mm. And following her through, through her journey is very, um, it requires a, a real presence in the room and that feeling of what the fuck is happening i feel really strange that's magic yeah like magic yeah. isn't about knowledge it's about sensation and about mystery i think
2: yeah alan i'm really curious about what you thought coming into this now as a grown up mm
0: so the only thing really I knew about it, um, so the only Miyazaki films I've seen are Ponyo and The Wind Rises.
1: Whoa, um, weird ones. Yeah, they're <laughs> very odd. Wow. Well, yeah. They field. both just happened
0: to be yeah. on film four one Christmas and I just recorded both of them when I was in a mood to try to get into new stuff. God,
1: you're missing the bangers. I'm so excited for you. You've got so yeah, many no, good ones yeah, ahead. I've yeah. got a journey
0: ahead of me. So all I knew about Spirited Away was the one shot that always gets used in every picture of Spirited Away, which is um, Chiro and No Face sitting on the train.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I thought
0: it was like a train much more of a journey film. There was some kind of like Odyssey to it and realising it all takes place in this essentially high end hotel for gods really took me completely by surprise. Um I was surprised by how surprised I was but it. Mm. Just it was just um every new visual that happened was like something I'd never seen before and wasn't expecting, but was just gorgeous and weird and um I'm sure everybody listening to this has seen this film at least like five times and I'm not telling anybody, anybody new, but it really is incredible to look at. And like, it's, it, it, the whole thing is when they eventually do get on the train, they suddenly drop like the five minutes of the most beautiful film I've ever seen. That train yeah. sequence is yeah. incredible. I Like, there's so many like aesthetic ASMR videos of just that sequence on YouTube mm. with like an hour of Spirit Away Way music. Um, I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm going to watch it again very soon, I would say. Oh, I
2: love yeah. that. It's like I think we could sit here all day and like list ways in which a Ghibli film will do things that a Disney film won't do. A
1: Disney film is like neutered, coward, fucking. They won't show you shit, man. (laughs) Disney films are. I was just thinking of this morning, like, and there's a lot of blood and bodily substances in Spirited Away, Mm. and there also is in in other music films. A lot of vomit, a lot of of, like, uh, and there's something stylistically neutered about even the horror, even the bits of peril in Disney films. Everything is very slick and very neat. Whereas there is grotesque that counters these beautiful, peaceful scenes or these moments of like astounding beauty that you catch in Spirited Away. Like I love the little paper spells that, the, yes. the, little, the, the little kind of, they're almost like crucifixes, you know, that kind of hover around. There's a lot of very beautiful things and a lot of very tranquil sequences that are countered by just objection Like total body horror. And Disney could never. Like oh, simply would could never. Could I th- never. Could
2: never. They, they could never go that hard and they could never go that soft as well. Too much risk. Too, too much, too much, much risk. risk. And like the thing that like this movie does that. And a lot of Ghibli movies will do. Like you'll see it in, like My Neighbour Totoro as well. Mm. Of like. It's just a lot of silence. And a lot yeah. of characters just being by themselves. And like having interiority. Like that entire train scene is just kind of Chihiro looking out the window and we're very aware that like something deep within her has shifted throughout the film and there's this other bit where like we're kind of you know like the let me bring it back to there's this creature called no face that enters the bathhouse. So Chihiro, in a very Alice in Wonderland type of way, has ended up in this uh, luxury bathhouse, which I would fucking kill to stay at, <laughs> um, um, for, for the gods, for all these kind of um, Japanese folk gods and spirits. And um, No-Face is this creature that we are never really explained why or how, but he kind of just ingests the atmosphere and the people and the things around him. And uh, he ingests like this very greedy frog. Thing and the frog is hungry for just gold and he just it's, it's really awful because he just kind of consumes everything in the bathhouse and just like throws out all these nuggets of gold to everybody and everybody goes crazy for it and he keeps saying you know so Chihiro's name gets changed to Sen while she works in the bathhouse. and he Which is an
1: Alice in Wonderland thing. She loses her name, she loses her identity. Yes. It's the same thing that happens to Alice, right? Yeah. Where like Yubaba, uh, who's in charge, uh, removes the agency of the humans who arrive by accident in the bathhouse by stripping them of their memories and identities. And other than the sense of something is wrong, they have nothing. And uh, Sin is, is, is the new name that's given yeah. to, to Chiro.
2: Yeah, and and oh God, can we just come back to that in a second? The name. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'll, put yeah. Little, I'll put a little like flag the in there. Flag. Yeah yeah please um uh but she so she sort of accidentally lets the spirit in who then consumes this frog and then he starts like consuming the entire bathhouse or whatever and people are allowing it because he keeps just vomiting gold at them and then there's this thing where he says bring me sen bring me he just wants sen's approval or her love it's kind of unspecified what he wants it feels dark it feels like it's alluding to something really horrifying And then she just sort of, she just sits on the floor of this like destroyed room and just looks at him and then, and looks and looks and looks. And he wants her to give him something, but he, but she won't give it to him. And it's this sort of defiant, silent thing. And she says, please, sir, I have a friend who's in trouble, you know, and there's, Mm. there's just so much that happens. She sounds,
1: she sounds at all times. And here's where the Disney thing is different. She never, at any juncture, sounds like anything other than a child. She's not funny. She's not cute. Her her movement is very, like, uh, her limbs are all kind of wonky. Like, she's a child. Like, she's a lost, frightened child. Chiro stumbles. She's, the, the pieces of coal that she has to pick up are too heavy for her. They take up her whole hands. Like, her run is inelegant. She does a lot of running. Like, her face, everything about her is just... Child, whereas when you sort of mm. enter Disney, a child at the center of a Disney story is something different. If you compare chihiro to Alice, mm. like that is two different children. That's yeah. two different feminine children.
0: The bit where she's going down to the boiler room for the first time and she's going down the step one step at a oh, time on yeah. her butt. I was like, oh, it's a child. That's, that's a, chi- really yeah. a child doing it. Yeah,
2: it, it really, it yeah. really does bring back that when you're that age how big everything is mm. how not made for you things are mm-hmm. like one of my like earliest and worst memories is um, when I was trying to put like some clothes into it into like a pull out a big pull out drawer a chest of drawers and the drawer fell out on me oh my god like, full of clothes and yeah. towels and things and I yeah. couldn't lift it and I couldn't get it back in and I remember it was the first time I really lost it, <laughs> an inanimate <laughs> object of being like, this isn't fair and it shouldn't be, I shouldn't have been asked to do this, you know? I am simply too small for this task. Yeah, and you, and it's so weird that you forget. And like, this is the thing I wanted to get back to Sarah with the names is that, um, you know, she, it's that thing of like, the, the great tragedy of life is that most of us will forget everything. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We'll forget the first, like, 90% of the first 15 years of our life, really. Do you know what I mean? Especially those early, early memories. And what we, what we forget with that is, is we forget our intuition and we forget just how when things feel wrong. And there's that, that first um, scene where she goes into the kind of abandoned theme park with her parents mm. and they're starving and there's food there. And they said, Look, don't, don't worry, we have money. When the guy shows up, we'll pay for it. And that makes sense in adult logic, but in child logic it's like, no, you can't just take something that's there it's for other yours. people. Yeah, like it's not yeah. yours. And it's like we enter the world of work, we give up our names, really. <laughs> and which is what Chihiro does. And like we we fall out of conversation with her own intuition and I think that is what the film is about is about it is about intuition I also
1: love I love Yubaba as a villain right I I'm obsessed with her her face I feel like Miyazaki does this very interesting thing with uh westernized faces Mm. and uh aging she he does it really well in um Hell's Moving Castle obviously Mm. um but uh Yubaba takes like that's it's her instigation and that's also something that's Like that's how you control people. You make them forget who they are, right? You you allow them to become lost, and once somebody is lost, they're they're done for. And I do think you can kind of peel that back to don't forget who you are at any cost. But uh, it's not. It doesn't. It feels muddier. And 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 Spirited Away never tells you what it's about. Ever. There's never any warm sense of completion there's never any all the questions that are posed throughout it about what it what it means and what it's about are all just sort of left hanging in the air like I watched Encanto last week and I was like oh it's a very fucking convenient story isn't it <laughs> jolly good now did I I haven't I heard one person cried, say one good thing about no, that look, movie I cried my fucking eyes out throughout right I will say that I found okay. it very touching um, and I found uh, the lot, it's aesthetically very pleasing like lots of good stuff but on a narrative level like, bish bash bosh. Mm. Don't worry about it. You don't have to have any like questions here. All of this is just to do, solved.
2: Yeah.
1: End of. Whereas, on one hand, you can be like, well, the the, the puzzle and the journey that chihiro goes on is one about rooting yourself in your identity and your personhood, but also. That's only kind that only feels like the skin of it or something. It feels like yeah. there's something meatier under there that
2: I can't touch. I feel sort of this way. I don't know if either of you guys are are Paul Thomas Anderson fans of like you know that movie Magnolia. Um, sorry, I feel like yes no. I haven't yeah, seen yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, seen Magnolia. Yeah. I'm useless. I'm
1: I'm I'm just, my gaps in cinematic knowledge are like <laughs> gaping so and, yet, and
2: yet and like yet the, the details that you do have are are very random and surprising like uh, sometimes sometimes you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of something that like <laughs> i would never have expected
1: counts for it counts for nothing when you haven't seen a clockwork orange man so like, <laughs> i don't know so i haven't seen magnolia no um, then i'll
2: go I'll actually, i actually i'll be going um i feel like with spirited away um and with all kind of very you know great works of art like there, there is a There's a convenient narrative that you could and there's definitely no shortage of YouTube video essays that are ready to give you the narrative about like how how here's what it's about. It's about um, the loss of religion. It's about, um, you know, Japan's sort of girl boss culture or whatever. It's about work. It's about pollution. It's about the climate. It's about our respect for the world. And it kinda is sort of about all those things, but to say that it's about something actually reduces the power of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it obviously has all these themes, it has all these concerns, but like to to narrow it down to like a a BA dissertation title would do a huge disservice to the work and your enjoyment of the work, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Did you find that out like on the first viewing?
0: So I tried to like read a couple of essays afterwards and anything I was reading was kind of stuff I'd already intuited and it wasn't making me like the film more or less it was just like yeah that is in there but ultimately it's a really entertaining film which is what Miyazaki says all the time he's like about his films so And someone asks him is this like a left wing film is it a union film about all this stuff he's like no it's an entertaining film and, but <laughs> but he but he is fundamentally like a left wing feminist person so it's it's all in there it's just not what it's about you know it's just like so, when someone like that makes a film that's in there you know it's yeah. but it's ultimately because you know she doesn't really if this was a disney film the film would end with like you have a defeat and everybody freed and the bathhouse you know returns the bathhouse would have healed itself whatever. and turned yeah. into
1: something much more pleasing but you all know, that happens yeah. is that she like, she like
0: she wins and she gets out and everybody else is happy for her but they all still work there at the end there's no it's, it's yeah. a really small personal story set in this big um kind of unknowable place where she is a very very small cog in something much larger than her and they're not really interested in showing us anything around the rest of the machine it really is about this one girl um which i found really interesting i i it's only afterwards i was like she didn't really change anything for anybody besides the baby it really yeah. had the, ba- oh, the baby the had baby. personal growth that was it the baby's horrible
1: you're a germ
0: you're a germ
2: from outside oh, yeah god. oh my to. god yeah, yeah. there's something I, there's something you like, there's so many things in um spirit away that aren't sexual but feel they're, like bodily. The, they're, they're bodily they're bodily uh, yeah something, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's something the baby said i wrote it down because i was like oh uh, <laughs> oh he says play with me or i'll break your arm what yeah. Nice yeah and then i think it's you Baba, or her sister says something like i'll tear your mouth out of your face or something like that it's really bodily like it's not just oh she zips like, up
0: her face really early on yeah which is really disturbing yeah
1: there's a the, the body horror aspects of it are really challenging because chihiro is a child mm-hmm. right she's not like I mean, I keep going back to like, so the two other lost girls in bizarre places that don't seem to have many rules stories, which take place at the same sort of level of fame and cultural power as all of the films made about a young man on a quest, all of the Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, 12 step, blah, blah, blah. Those Mm -hmm. ones are Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz, both of which require our protag, our gal, to just sort of surrender and mosey.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? There's sort of a straight line, like a, you know, or a meandering line, but the line ends up at freedom, right? And there's peril and adversity, and or, or, there's, there's not, they're stranger rather than logical uh, quests, if you know what I mean. Um, and, and, uh, Judy Garland is 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 um, Dorothy, obviously. And mm-hmm. Alice, like, could be an adult woman in the way that she is drawn. Whereas, so you uh, feel like... adds with her
2: winched in a little waist.
1: Yeah, her little weird Disney waist, you know? Mm. And Julie Andrews... Oh, not Julie Andrews, sorry. Judy Garland, who is beautiful. Like, who's drawn up. And part of, of her... Of the sort of... The, the, the journey that Dorothy goes on is that, like the scarecrow and the tin man and the lion love her right Mm -hmm. whereas any attention or any focus that Chihiro pulls from the creatures of the world that she lives in feels frightening it feels like again bodily it feels like really there's something really disturbing about it because she is absolutely a child like she is you use no doubt about about her there's no weird male gazey shit happening to her yeah do you know what i mean which is i think happens to other female protagonists a lot even when they're meant to be children in stories you Mm. get eaten by the male gaze of the camera and that changes the way people feel about different things that happen to you whereas in fucking this film it just feels it just it feels bad
2: it feels gross the whole time it's it's weird because like yeah you, you talk about alice and um Alice and Dorothy. And to a certain extent, I also put Wendy in that of the oh, Neverland. Wendy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something about all three of those characters who are like, it's very feminine. And there's like, there is like the kind of male gazy type of thing. And it's, it feels either very maternally or or something. Well, sure. Wendy's whole thing is that Tinkerbell hates her and the
1: fucking murderers. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, yeah. only, we were only trying to drown her. You were what? Like,
2: yeah. That's yeah. all
1: very sort of. That's all very sexualized. That's
2: all like It is. And then meanwhile, you have Chihiro who's such a, a child and it's canonically just eleven all elbows and knees kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. And and but she's in this environment that feels oppressively sexual, but the the gaze isn't on her. Like it like it's not you don't have to be fucking PhD students, be like, they're in a bathhouse. Like there is there, right, it, bath it isn't house. just baths that's happening in that bathhouse. house <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like, yeah
0: especially the all the work we do see is so gendered as well you have like the pretty the conventionally girls. attractive women and then yeah. the frogmen
1: yeah. Yeah. who are like
0: uh, e-girl, girlfriend yeah. podcaster, boyfriend yeah yeah 100% <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> down to the little eyebrows the
1: whole shebang yeah. like. um, but you know you're right there is a there is a tone there like the big sequence that I found the scariest is where she has to wash the river spirit oh it's so amazing that's the first time that no face sort of helps her right and he gives her all of those bath tokens because she knows that she can't wash this terrible thing uh by herself and you get a real again a real sense of that it's physically difficult for her and it's a it's a very um it, it feels bad, it feels bad. And then when you see that
2: he's like this horrible floating skull, it feels worse, right? It feels like way fucking worse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. and when i was watching that sequence again last night it was this thing of like and to go back to the, the childlike animation and especially when we're talking about like hand-drawn animation yeah, when she yeah. when she's doing that there's all these bits where first of all she's got her big box of um of tokens that do the herbal wash which by the way i'm such a fucking sucker for anything that's like oh here's how it works kind of thing like you put the <laughs> you put the sort of token that has what you need on it and you pull the thing and it goes up to the control room and then he sends it it's like oh give it to me Yeah. Um, just, its <laughs> It's what I'm um, a, a genre of literature or, or culture that I like to call magical admin. Oh
1: it's yeah. It's my
2: favorite thing of like it's magic, but here's how it works. All the, bits, all, all the bits. All the bits. All the bits. Like very borrowers. It's like, oh the thimble is your is Whoa. There borrowers they, haven't heard know? that
1: one in about 25 years <laughs> yeah it's
2: like oh small a uh, uh, human things being used as small things like when it would be like um, a, a yarn of threads but that would be their kitchen table would be the top of it kind of thing Thimbles, like, just symbols symbols being used yeah. for stuff is so good um but anyway she um she gets the baskets and she kind of can't even hold them and then she goes over to the slot on the wall and the first one she drops and it just goes down into the wall and the second one she barely gets the metal clasp around it and then she goes back and she's the, the water comes down and she almost fucking drowns and then like uh she reaches in and she finds the um the bicycle hand, handlebar that's coming out of the river spirit and it's that, that the animation of that sequence and then her friend i think it's lynn helps her and it's a thing of she's trying to get the rope around the handle but literally her hands are too small and it's like you watch it and there's so many things in that movie where it's like just her fumbling and when you think to the dedication of that when it's hand-drawn animation it's like surely the temptation would just be like just have her do it on the first go do you know what I mean mm. save everyone a week you know what I mean like
1: <laughs> that's but that's the Disney economy of it right the 90 minutes yeah. and done bullshit whereas you want being it's a very in order to embody her and to feel her fear and to feel her panic and her dread and her sense of purpose like you have to see how hard it is for her
0: yeah, you know? and like yeah. that's where art is everything interrupts. is
1: hard. Yeah, yeah. And Lynn yeah. Uh, is voiced in the dub by um, her name. Uh, she Rose Quartz and Steven Universe, Megara and Hercules.
2: Um, oh my god! Oh, really? I, yeah, I watched the subs last night, but I've dubbed, I watched those before. uh mm.
1: oh, Susan Egan. Jesus Christ! Come on. Um, so her voice is really familiar, you know. And we mm. don't linger long with her. We don't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just sort of mm. inconvenienced in a very genuine way, like. There's no warming. There is a little bit of warming, but she really is just fucking like you're gonna fucking put a child on me. What I don't want yeah. this,
2: you yeah. know, like real rejection shit. And the bit where she's like introduced to the staff of the bathhouse, and Haku is like, yeah, you know, if she doesn't work out, boiler eater. I don't fucking care. Like it's <laughs> oh, oh. But we've skipped over one of my favorite sequences, which is the bit where, where she. So so what happens is and we probably should have done a plot summary or something but like um the chihiro is moving to a new town she's bereft she's with her parents in the back of a car she's really upset and she's like it's great that we have that bit at the beginning of the film where she's pouting because she does seem yeah. like an 11 year old it's just like yeah. she's fucking leaving her hometown and it sucks and nobody cares and then they stop um they, they go though go the GoPi. these uh these shrines in the side of the road that are all kind of overgrown and kind of mm. like you can tell they've sort of been abandoned. And um, then they go through, they find this uh, all these sort of stone gods and things. They find this abandoned theme park. They walk across. The, the parents, as we said before, get distracted by the food. They sort of gorge themselves and then they're turned into pigs, which is like another fucking horrible thing. Yeah. Considering yeah, the whole enough. film is about her getting her parents back, it really doesn't like make you root for her parents at all, you know? Mm. There's
1: definitely no sense of binary good and evil here, right? Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, she's yeah. going back to them? Does she not get like a, a miss honey? Does Lynn not decide to adopt her and they can live in the magical realm together forever? Yeah. No, no, she's going back to her parents who are no longer pigs. You know, like yeah, there's and a- Have they learned a lesson? I don't know. Maybe not, you know? <laughs> well, Does she not? have to go and learn that lesson for them? We don't fucking know. Like, that's, but then, they don't remember it? being pigs. They don't remember it, right? As well. It's, they they sort don't of, remember being pigs. yeah. Pig. yeah. yeah.
2: But we also the film makes great pains to be like you don't worry guys this was not a this was all a dream thing because she still has the hairband in her hair kind of thing mm, so yeah. um, but then it has this thing where night is falling on this abandoned fairground and 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 uh, you know there's kind of the spirits are getting off this sort of barge boat, the boat kind of come in it's so yeah, gorgeous yeah. it's like amazing
1: I love a riverboat you don't oh, see them you don't, you don't see, see them very often. There's a great riverboat and over the garden wall. There's like you see the, you see the odd sort of old-timey barge covered in lights yeah. with like awnings, you know. You need to
2: return to barge culture.
1: Barge culture, give me a floating ballroom, you know. Okay, steamboat Willie. That was the, that was the peak. <laughs> yeah, back to the back to the originals, man.
2: Yeah, um and- on deck. And like it has this whole thing of just like night falling and the, the red lights of the city coming on and her just trying to bolt her way through the city after Haku tells her to get out of there. And uh, and and, she, and then she gets to the, the edge of the river and it's just too deep, it's too far away and she's stuck there. Mm. It's so thrilling, like, and so
1: beautiful. The first time her feet start to fade, like you're like, uh. oh no, oh, she's fucked, man. Like it's yeah. very yeah, it, it feels real. that way,
2: it feels like, oh, she's fucked. And like, and like because it feels like a real city it feels like oh god like like basically like a child stuck in Vegas kind of thing and you're worried for her it's like someone's gonna do something to you you know mm-hmm.
1: and Haku as well as a sort of a guide and as your sort of mentor threshold type of person is quite kind of cold like he's quite chilly
2: yeah and he's kind of like in a way the love interest
1: yeah definitely definitely even though he's
2: both a dragon and a river
1: yeah, he's a dragon. He's a river. He's a boy. You know yeah. <laughs> like come on, like with a
2: generally, cute little haircut. You know, generally, like a YA thing. The the guy's allowed like to be two things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boy plus vampire, a boy things. plus river, boy things. plus river.
1: You know, but he's also, but again, with that that eleven, right? Like you're aware that this is like a boy. This is somebody who is being kind to you. There is a sort of an there is a thing about the way that he's illustrated there's a thing about the way that he's placed which is i like he's placed in such a way where you're like there is a romance to him mm. but their thing is not romantic
2: yeah yeah
1: there's a real distinction there like if she had, like she is not she's not there we as viewers can be like oh yeah he's like the boy but she's not there she is not
2: Engaging yeah. with him in that and way, and it's funny because the other characters do see it. Like there's the guy, the, the mm. boiler room guy. He's like, yeah, it's oh, well, love his legs, yeah, well, his
1: legs. But love means something very different when you're. Like,
2: it does. It does. Like, it's know? like this real sort of blood packed sort of it's tree love. You know, it's sweeter, and she's really romantic.
1: because of what happens to what happens to him is so frightening. Right, like his uh, seeing him as a dragon for the first time is. Kind of chilling with
2: being, but also being kind of horny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> little sexy dragon. I know yeah, we're yeah. talking.
2: We're talking about like very um, innocent, sort of childlike thing. But the thing when she like um gives him the sort of medicine, the river god gives her, and she has to clamp her entire body around <gasps> his mouth it. to yeah, keep it down. Yeah. It's like it's something very, something very interesting about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got a real like dog little face as well. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And, like all those mad little tentacles and stuff. Like he's such a weird little guy. I love him.
2: Oh, like, such a good guy! You don't get you don't get
1: dragons like that over out of fucking Disney factory, man. You know you that's. Don't. I think like
2: it, it. doesn't make you any more cultural or any more aesthetic to have a preferred kind of cultural dragon. Like I think Way you, better it's, dragon. It's yeah. fine if you if you like a of the dragon. If you like a basically a dinosaur with wings dragon, like I get you, I feel cool. you, I love yeah, you. Yeah. But for me, like a.
1: Uh, like a falkor you know i like japanese
2: sky dragon though is the thing for me i think really yeah Yeah.
1: like that's that i i would have recognized the kind of dragon that that haki turns into because he as a kid being like oh it's a falkor you know without having any never any story the dragon and the the dog it's a dog it's a long dog like it's a long peaceful dog that's
2: (laughs) all. Breath of the
0: wild obviously as well
2: (gasps) oh my god i really want to talk about breath of the wild because like that is that, okay so that wasn't just me uh, being
0: a Big Boss Baby vibes off this kind of thing Big there Boss is a, there, Baby there, there, vibes? You know that tweet where it's like guy who's only seen Boss Baby Seeing a second film Big Boss Baby vibes off of this <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so I, I started no. playing Breath of the Wild again last week And uh, as soon as I stepped out of the train station I was like oh. Big Breath of the Wild vibes off this That's that's not just me being very blinkered about it No you're like, not being a Big Boss okay. Baby um, Okay yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> No that, that, oh, because when, when you get to those parts In Breath of the Wild where you're like Sort of paragliding through the sky and you're near the you're near the dragon and the music yeah. plays and it's kind mm. of all the gold and you have to thing arrow it with the, the scale falls into the water. It's just the dragons out so there they're just minding their own
1: business those guys as well. they real oh, big boys. They're just yeah, like they yeah. have some of my scales, whatever. But that the change in atmosphere when you're around something of like total enormity in that way is um yeah, and I think that there's a there's an aesthetic correlation with Breath of the Wild and Spirited Way because it's rural Japanese yeah. stuff. It's a very specific kind of um, architecture and light and uh, there, there, there are those lovely stone shrines everywhere across Hyrule. Like there's lots mm. of that same culture and the same tiny totems that you see around the world they have and the, the same soundtrack as well Oh, the spare soundtrack they have the same kind of language sorry my dog is
2: now crying <laughs> okay, we have a brief dog break hang on dog, oh break. dog dragon break. break dragon yeah. break, dragon <laughs> break. <laughs> oh, something else i wanted to talk about uh I think you guys have played Wander Song, right? I know that Sarah, you have, yeah, yeah. But Alan, you have too, right? Yeah. yeah. So obviously, yeah. Sarah, the only reason I've played Wander Song is because you've played Wander Song. I feel like walk. <laughs> I walk around
1: with like a frying pan and a spoon, being like Everybody <laughs> needs to, play song. Song. Everybody needs to play Wander Song. Everybody's to Wander Song. Do not speak to me until you've played Wander Song. But yeah, it's it's got a very particular particular vibe to it.
2: But there's something in Wander Song that I, that I feel. Maybe I'm I'm reading it in spirited away because I love Wander Song, but there's the, the notion of the kind of the the tired God. Oh, I do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of the sickly God, and like all of those. You know, I, this is because I watched the YouTube video, but um, the, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to pretend any of this knowledge it comes from me. But the, all of the sort of bathhouse customers are these different. Um, you know, Japanese folk gods from different parts of like Shinto religion or whatever. And they're different
1: yokai, right? Different spirits that live in different yeah, places. Yeah. Right?
2: And most of them are like a reference to something, you know, real in folklore. But like, even that sort of that ravish god who Chihiro gets in the lift with, like all of them have this kind of um, sort of bloated or glazed kind of look about them. Like they're not all there. You know what I mean? Mm. And then there's this thing of like, you know, the haku was a river and they built over the river with the apartments and the river god with his with all the bicycle trash all in him and stuff and and the, the, the shrines at the very beginning of it where they drive past and the parents are like, oh, you know, people used to believe in that shit. Not us, though. We have money. And um, <laughs> it's the sort of subtle thing of like when the gods have no one praying to them and they have nothing to do and their use is no longer, you know, when they're no longer relevant, they just kind of marinate in this bathhouse and there's, and there's really nothing else for them and to that leaves you
1: these brilliant options then for for fear and I think I think Wandersong does this very well whereas you can have a god who sort of is has like a stop giving a fuck and is like whatever peace I'm yeah. good I don't give a shit do you think you have you got a destiny I don't really care yeah you don't give a better shit about me so I don't sounds give a shit you. sounds like about a you problem you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. like <laughs> peace or you have one that is uh, has gone mad or is slightly unhinged, or whose purpose doesn't feel tangible, which I think No Face kind of exemplifies, right? Where he has all this power, but no purpose. And he becomes this sort of horrifying sponge system, right? Where he absorbs and vomits and absorbs and vomits. He has a tremendous power, but no purpose. And uh, that's a real interesting thing at the bottom of it. And these ideas about magic and mystery and gods and storytelling and how people are in the world and modernity versus the ancient, blah, blah, blah. That, like, there is something so, so sad about a God that was once... Like, about a thing
2: that once Mm. had a
1: purpose Mm. that was forgotten.
2: The thing with No Face as well is... uh, I never know how I feel about him even still. Do you know what I mean? All of the characters in this film are murky. Like, this thing with, with No Face where he clearly is... I root a kind of a benevolent thing, and and just gets confused. But he has mm-hmm. his, his his little sounds. Oh, his um, sounds are bad. Yeah, sounds. All of his sounds are like. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, uh. they're just that little bit too quiet. Yeah, if they were louder, yeah. You know, if it was a little bit louder, it'd be a bit more acceptable because it would have some kind of purpose or urgency to it. But it's just that little moaning. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: and it's yeah. like and like his limbs. His limbs, when, when like his, little, his tiny little leg comes out of his, the black shroud of his cloak and it's like, oh no!
1: <laughs> I hate it! It's gross. Miyazaki loves that black oil slick horror. Um, yeah. In Hell's Moving Castle he does it really, really well as well, where it's just, just gross oil people, people made of oil. I don't know what it is, it's a texture thing, but yeah. it, it is very uh, sick in your stomach, is the vibe.
0: Like, yeah. it's gross.
1: It's the opposite of all his cute little guys. Like there's a point where um, Yubaba's sister turns the baby, and yeah, yeah. It
2: turns the three heads, who we don't get an explanation for, just the three uh, heads, baby. yeah, just the three heads,
1: the three lads, my last three brain cells into a um, into, <laughs> into a the baby. Yeah, but turned, then yeah. The, the fake baby gets turned into a mouse, a little fast. yeah, yeah, a little sort of Totoro adjacent boy, and then there's the tiny, tiny bird. And that is the only sort of cutesy thing, I think, that we get reprieve from in an otherwise visually challenging landscape, right? You've stood sprites, fantastic. They are only there for something that you see everywhere and stamped on everything and have become sort of ubiquitous with the Miyazaki thing, right? And they show up in um, My Neighbor Totoro Totoro, as well, right? but they're not really around for very long. You do a lot more looking at mm. the sort of wrong skins and like uh, uncomfortable bodies of old gods than you do looking at the like kind of tiny hamster and, and soot sprites and the little bird. Like there's very little visual reprieve from yeah. the, the grotesqueness of it.
2: You yeah, mean? it's always just the hugeness and the grandeur and the terrifying, the terrifying grandeur of the bathhouse, really. Mm, mm. And like, it's funny as well, isn't it? Because um, I, I, I know Sarah, you and I were lusting after the low that, that designer Lowe, have made this Spirited Away collection.
1: Right. Objectively, some of those pieces are fab. Right. Some of them not so much, but some of them are really gorgeous, and it is lovely to see those designs. Constructed in a way for adult women to wear that isn't just like a t-shirt with no face on it. Do you know? What I yeah, mean?
2: yeah, and they're they're beautiful. They're ridiculously overpriced. Oh so expensive. <laughs> Unbelievably, but it's it's funny when I was watching it because I have been lusting after those pieces and I and like there's no war. Even if I had that kind of money, I couldn't justify just that kind of money. It, do you know what I mean? Up. Like fucking four grand for a leather jacket with no face in the back. But um, the. It was funny watching it again last night and being like, "It's a bit like you know the Frida Kahlo thing of being like, would she have wanted this?" <laughs> it is like I could you be know, wrong here, but
1: I feel like a lot of the reading I've done around Frida Kahlo suggests that she didn't really like white women <laughs> very much, <laughs> for like kind of good reason. You know, I don't know. I could be. I'm not a scholar here. Um, yeah. Does she want to be on
2: your tote bag? Does this
1: sort of famous, like furious, burning communist? Like, do, do, yeah. does did she want to be
2: here? on a plate?
1: On a plate, girls? Like, I don't know.
2: But the, And then it's the same thing with Spirited Away. With like when you, that, that scene when she pulls the bicycle out of the river demon, all the junk that humanity has given the earth just comes out. And I was looking at it, being like, did they, did they want leather jackets? Did they do this solo could make leather jackets? I don't know if they did.
1: I don't know. I don't know. And I think that that commodification or the Funko Popification of so many older pieces of cinema right where this moment that sort of toys and objects intersect with the design right so like that's what makes that the Miyazaki sort of empire so powerful is that the design and uh, aesthetic the, the the choices that are made on an artistic level um are so uh visually powerful and unique and distinctive or were yeah. but there's a kind of a point at which when you start putting it on everything you separate it from its origin, you sort of it becomes something different the point i always i feel like i've said this a hundred times, but like the point at which capitalism meets art is tricky mm-hmm. and uh but when the with the no face other jacket, like do you know what i mean there's a point where you're like did they, Did anybody watch this? you are right. Did yeah. anybody watch the film? Is anyone in the room here? Like yeah, yeah. I don't it, know.
2: It's it's very much like it's an anti-capitalism film. That's anti, also anti-junk. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like and, uh, Chihiro
1: looks straight into No Face's like whole disgusting body and is like he was like vomiting gold at her, and yeah. she's like I don't want that. Do you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not like I'm At not gonna tell time, people how to consume. Do but, I like, want a
2: dress? Yes. <laughs> but
1: do I want the little jumper that's made of soot sprites? Yes. yes. I obviously do. It's very cute. But like, I don't know. I, I think that there is an interruption point where you could and uh, you could uh have received I guess it's probably be where you, where your experience of it kind of lands on, where it becomes sort of culturally ubiquitous in a way. And then when you get down to the source material, you're like, oh shit, didn't expect that or yeah. oh i don't know what i was thinking but i wasn't thinking this
2: yeah mm-hmm. you know i find like well, with with that train scene the, it's so absolutely stunning but then the thing that kind of makes you i don't know the only word i can come up with is it makes me worried but i don't know at what or for what um is is the the, the sort of ghosts that come on and off at the station and then there's at one point where she's kind of looking out the window and there's kind of a little girl ghost. And, like, mm. it's kind of unclear whether this train... And there's this whole thing about, like, you know, oh, you can get the train there, but you can't come back. And that it is a kind of um Sort of a death that she has to go on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, does that fuck you up a bit?
0: It does. <laughs> you know what it immediately reminded me of, and we're going to go back into games again. Have you played Spirit Fair, Caroline? No, I haven't. Okay, it's... The train journey is a big basically you're the new death but all the spirits in spirit fair look very much like those spirits in spirited away and it's all these connected islands and you're sailing between them and like helping people move on to the next stage of yeah. death essentially but it did that thing where where you suddenly realize there's a very sad story between behind every single one of these things that you're seeing the yeah. girl really hits that home really hard i thought Sarah, you've played Sarah forever,
1: you? I got to a certain point, Alice, yeah. for those of you who've played, and went, mm. I was crying so hard that I was making noise. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I can't do this yeah. anymore. It's a beautiful game. It's so lovingly illustrated, and it's very much in conversation with Spirited Away. Oh, well, I'll have to get it out. It's good, but like, here's your fucking bumper, heads up, shite
2: buzz. Hard night. It's just a fucking bummer.
1: Like, I, it's so beautiful that it isn't just a bummer. It's yeah. so beautiful that you can do it, but it's coming for you.
0: It's oh, coming see. right
1: for you. It's very. Uh, it's not exploitative in the manner that it talks about grief and death, I will say that. It's got a lot of intention. It's not mm. fucking with you as a player. It's not like, I'm going to make these fuckers cry. It's very sophisticated in how it's written, but it is absolutely devastating. And Yeah,
0: I think, it is It is a jumping on platforms about death game.
1: Yeah, not, it's, a, it's a death yeah. platformer. Um, It's also mm. a resource management game, which you run a B&B mm. for people who are about to go through the portal to the other side. I mean, gear. very spirited away. Very, mm. very spirited away. And the... What I like about *Spirited Away* in it—it it feels that it's responsible. I feel like it's responsible for like a halo of other works, including things like *Spiritfarer*, right? Yeah. Where everything that the light of it touches becomes a little bit like it, you know, mm. which is fucking cool.
2: I fuck it. I, I completely agree, and it's kind of why of all the things I could have brought for my you know seventh juvenilia <laughs> appearance. It's what it's why I brought it while I'm kind of promoting these young adult books because I feel like they they touched my books like very 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 much and particularly the thing with of Haku suddenly revealing himself as being the river like it's so weird the way it it's so strange because like everything else that happens in Spirited Away is so intuitive and it's so like. The, the, like, there's evidence for it if you look for it, kind of thing, and it's like it makes sense. And then like ten minutes from the end, Haku just suddenly springs on Chihiro Oh, the reason that you feel connected to me is because you almost drowned in me when you were a child. Okay, you lost your shoe. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you. Like But like
1: that's Miyazaki's mad for that shit. Miyazaki loves that shit. Like at the end of fucking Hell's Moving Castle, the fucking scarecrow that's been hopping after them for the whole journey's like yeah surprise fuckers I'm the missing prince from the beginning of the story I'm free now peace also (laughs) Sophie will you marry me and she's like no I'm kind of fucking the wizard and he's like okay peace and that's it like that's all (laughs) that's that's all you get no more fuck your exposition like I think it's fantastic it's great it's it doesn't care for, about yeah, you. It it's, cares ve- about story, it's very,
2: the energy is just like um, folding up the circus, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> circus over, go home, fight! Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I really respect that. I think I like that kind of storytelling. It's not, um, I've gone to a point now with a lot of, um, I, I try not, like I, I watched Encanto for the bangers, for the tunes, mm-hmm. frankly. And I was hesitant to watch because I was like, I'm just going to know what, I'm just going to know because I've watched so many Disney films over my, the course mm-hmm. of my life. That I know what this story is. I know mm. nothing. There were surprises in *Encanto*, sure, but structured on a very structured, below the aesthetics, below all the things that are happening on an artistic level. It's a machine, mm. right? A Disney film is a machine, and a *Star Wars* film is a machine, right? A fucking Marvel film is a machine. Films that are produced on this sort of enormous, enormous, uh, like industrial level uh by so many people at once yeah they don't there's nothing messy
2: there's nothing
1: slapdash there's nothing that feels like imperfect and yet maybe that was sort of dodgy to be like surprise you nearly drowned in me like you i knew you all along you know like you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, anywhere
2: else. And I, 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 I sort I love the head fuck of it. I love this, yeah. this the the oddness of it. You do see a couple of sort
1: of hero drowning moments Throughout it though. You do see lots of like instances of water going over Chihiro's face. Like when yeah. she's watching the River Spirit. Or when she's um, she's holding on to uh, Haku. Uh, when they're running away from all the... Little... I'm obsessed. With those little paper guys. I just... Oh. They're so good. And the one that they're hides in so her hair. And yeah. It's, um, it's and it's just... It's like it's walking after her. Like upright. It's so gross. Yeah. Um, and you do see these flashes of her covered in water. And like you, there's something there. But it's not like... Stop everybody! We're going to do a little uh, foreshadowing here, guys. Yeah. We're not. We're just gonna show her underwater. Is yeah, she another a movie would have
2: like flashed to her as a much smaller kid. Like, yeah, with like a maybe song. we would have all gotten there sooner, but you know, it maybe occurs. we should have so we went
1: somewhere interesting instead. You know, I think
2: yeah, I I uh,
1: I have a lot of like patience for it, and I have a lot of respect for it because it is tricky, and um, uh, I can totally understand why it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I yeah. I also understand why it's the kind of thing that completely rocks people's world as well.
2: Yeah, I want to ask you guys, uh, if you were given a gift certificate for a weekend at Yubaba's bathhouse, what would you do, how would you spend your time?
1: Oh my god, I would eat so much of that beautiful uh,
0: Studio
2: Ghibli food.
0: That oh I would have God. to be rolled out of place. You
2: can't yeah. blame the parents for oh going hog no. wild, no. can you? Yeah, there's
0: so much of it as well.
2: There's so oh, there's, 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 yeah. the, it's the mother eating the little, the tiny little chicken, like a quail or something that looks <sighs> like it's been deep fried. and It's kind of orange and glazed, and she kind of just bites into it and just kind of whole It's so good. And the big soup dumpling that the dad oh picks up with God. the with the chopsticks. Yeah, and even in the wreckage
1: of the room for no face, where it's all destroyed, you're still like, I bet that was tasty though.
2: Bet it was tasty <laughs> though. I bet that
0: was tasty. I was gonna say I want to try all the different waters because we ah. know there's a herbal water, and that's the only one we hear about. I want to try yeah. every single one of these special Spider Man waters.
2: I yeah. know, yeah, like all oh, those big, big tubs, and the fact that there's like all these different um, floors. Like this is one point where she's in the lift with the radish god. And that's another real bodily moment because she's like really crammed between his skin and the and the lift. And his
0: nipple is just there. And his
2: nipple is just there. <laughs> yeah. there. And he's got like this long facial thing that just looks like a dick. Like it just looks like a big white dick <laughs> coming out and, and like kind of bobbing off his little moobs. Um, but uh, then uh, they, they open the lift and there's like a party floor. Mm. There's like a bit where people are just having sake and having the crack upstairs. So can you like, imagine like you come into your babas and like you have your big salt scrub and like your big bath, and then maybe a massage, go for a little nap upstairs, then come down to the party floor. Like, and just get oh mad
1: God. wrecked with fucking radishes <laughs> and big fucking birds with leaves on their head and a load of frogs. Oh, fucking so great, Craig. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Caroline? What would you, what would your sort of like perfect Ibiza vibe be? Yeah, it'd be that. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> literally that. <laughs> it'd be literally that. The funny thing about the sake is, as well, this is another thing that sort of took me by—always takes me by surprise—is that when the first time we see um, Yubaba, she's reclining behind her desk, smoking a cigarette.
2: <gasps> and you know oh what else, Sarah? She smokes Vogue's. The
1: little skinny boys. <laughs> little party boys. A little party cigarette, you know, a little, little skinny one. You in know? my head, it is
2: canonically a menthol vogue. Oh, <laughs>
1: an illegal in Ireland menthol vogue. Holy shit. Like, so you see, not only do you see a, a grown person having a cigarette and there's talk of sake, there's also blood. We see... Uh, yeah,
0: mm, tackles tackles blood, of blood. Right? Yeah.
1: So that for me is where it's st- like... It becomes something more special and more compelling, right? Because yeah. that is all stuff that is in the world that children see and experience that is completely void and erased and neutered from children's cinema. Not that I'm like, we should be depicting people smoking on fucking, yeah, yeah. fucking kids' movies or whatever. It just is really textured. It's nice to see. To see and like Yubab is obviously a villain, right? Uh, but her smoking isn't sensual or sexualized. It's not like Jafar and all these fucking mm. like smoking. If Jafar things smokes, him. that would
0: be the end of everybody. End either.
1: of everybody. Yeah. I feel like she <laughs> does. I don't know what maybe I've just I imagine There's this. a hookup hype scene at yeah, least. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm there's... not imagining
2: that. I don't
1: know. But but there's
0: You're willing it into being, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> and there's a sort of a like I feel like the witch, the witch the waste might smoke as well. I feel like there's something really um uh just gritty or like not gritty it's not the right word but something kind of it adds to why she's frightening Mm. right it adds to this sort of like Yubaba is busy she's not smoking for Chihiro's benefit she's not like trying to mystify Chihiro she's like please fuck off I'm not giving you a job I'm busy I'm trying to have a fag yeah (laughs) with my papers and jewels and weird baby like please leave me
2: I really appreciate about the kind of layers of all the characters in this is that like you know there's yubaba and her twin sister and the twin sister is supposed to be like the good sister but the twin sister also mm. tried to kill haku mm. when she yeah. thought he was like stole her so like neither of them are even though she's the cozy one and like you know chihiro calls her granny and she goes to her cottage and they spin silk together and whatever um she's still like malicious and vengeful mm-hmm. but at the same time yubaba even though she's the villain of the piece like she fucking runs that bathhouse like a Swiss clock, doesn't she? She
1: didn't like, ask for Johero to fucking show up. She's like, "Why are you here? You're a pain in the ass. Like, go yeah. away, you know." Yeah,
2: but the bit where the, when the with the river demon, the river spirit comes in, and she knows straight away what it is, and she kind of coordinates. She she really coordinates the 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 place. Like, she's not just a a boss who's just up there sitting there counting her diamonds the whole time. Like she does do that, but she does calm yeah, down. She do earns yeah. her diamonds, there.
1: man. Washing weird yeah.
2: spirits, you know? Yeah. And she's like, "Saki on the house, but like, bring back your gold. <laughs> <laughs> so there oh, you man. have it. It's just amazing to me. that something that's um, can allows itself to be so visually ugly with the vomit and the blood can also just be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. you know and that is why ultimately we lost over merch overpriced merch is that like it's so stunning and I just want it's like when you see a sunset and you just feel like sad because you just can't you can't make it last and you can't own it kind of thing that's what it feels like when I watch this movie it's just too beautiful and it almost makes me sad
1: that's it but I think because it has the courage to show things that are disturbing Like it shows age, it shows decay, it shows sickness, it shows like transformation in a really difficult, upsetting way. There are no bodily rules in this bathhouse. Everything that can happen to a body will happen to a body here and we will probably fucking see it. And it's the juxtaposition of that with the quietness of things like the train sequence or even that lovely warm glow at the start, which is sinister but still stunning as the night starts to fall. Mm. Like for something with a very cohesive visual art style and a cohesive colour palette and a very like it's it's like it's proper art. I was about to say accomplished, which sounds like the wrong thing. It's that's not mm-hmm. even the right word, with like a kind of a genius in its ha- in its aesthetic and how it, it understands itself it also managed to, manages to achieve a total balance in how it depicts darkness and light and, mm. it, and how similar and close those two things are, you know? Yeah. It balls, it balls. Yeah. I love it. It fucking
2: <laughs> it <all> rules, it's <laughs> so good. It rules. Yeah. Do you know what low key, my, one of my favorite moments is as well, when her and Lynn are just eating eating buns while yeah. they're on the mm. on the balcony looking at the river and they're both wearing these very chic little halter tops
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> the
2: style lynn
1: don't no. like i don't know i, I don't know what lynn's jam is you know like yeah. lynn's a human right
2: yeah she well she says she's not obviously because mm. yeah but she kind of
1: looks like one though doesn't she More i don't really than the other... i don't totally
2: understand what the humanoid characters are
1: doing arr, yeah, there yeah
0: yeah
2: are yeah it's hard to
0: tell
1: no rules fuck rules don't try to figure it out
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. don't yeah. try Caroline. to think it too hard
0: Please plug yourself first.
2: Yeah. Um, so the gifts that bind us is a sequel to all our hidden gifts. It's number two of three. Um, so so if you enjoy Spirited Away and enjoy me talking about magic, you'll probably like these two. Uh, I also have two adult books called Scenes of Graphic Nature and Promise to Young Women, uh, and I have a podcast called Sentimental Garbage.
0: There we go, Sarah. Where can we old, find you
2: same old on, yeah. on
1: twitter.com. Um spare and parts and no other words for smoke are available in all good bookshops. Um I run a zine club on Patreon, which is being reawoken after a winter's hiatus, um, which is patreon.com forward slash zine club. Alan, what about you?
0: Uh I'm Alan underscore Maguire everywhere. Juvenalia is juvenilia underscore pod on Twitter, Juvenalia Pod on Instagram. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash juvenilia, where we have lots of bonus episodes where we talk about what we started and finished in the previous two weeks. Lots of breadth of the Wild talking there. Lots yeah. Of fair fair talking yeah. About it, we have a lot of we fun. Talk. We normally have a couple yeah. of
1: beers and uh, things get a bit uh, unhinged. Uh, occasionally, we sing. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you, Dean MacDonald, for our artwork. Thanks, Dave. Thank you to Tall Tales for having us. Love you, Cassie. And thank you, Caroline Donahue, for coming back again. Again. We'll see you never shaken, next year. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.
2: Thanks. Bye.